9-11, it was just the beginning. A small group of four men were huddled at a corner table in the Mud Hen Grill, staring up at the television screen, watching the news reporter as he stood in front of the Twin Towers of the World Trade Center in New York City. Black smoke was billowing from both buildings as firemen rushed into the blaze and police officers tried to calm the people coming out. Jack Sanders, the local garage mechanic, silenced them with a tense sneer. Just shut up, both of you. I'm trying to hear. A fourth man, Henry Bolthouse, turned up the volume and they all sat grim-faced as they listened to the sounds of mayhem and destruction. All we know, Brian, is that at approximately 8.50 a.m. this morning, the first of the two airliners crashed into the north tower of the World Trade Center, leaving it smoking and engulfing the top part of it in flames. We assumed that all the passengers aboard were killed instantly. Then, at approximately 9 a.m., the second airliner crashed into the south tower near the 80th floor. Both towers are blazing and smoking now. Oh, my God, did you see that? A man just jumped through a window, Brian. I saw a man jump out and land onto a car from about 50 floors up. Oh, my God, look, there's more jumping. The camera moved off the announcer and onto the smoking building. Tiny specks, like human bugs, were clinging tenaciously to the outer wall of the building. Then, one by one, they separated themselves from the burning tower and plummeted through the air to their deaths. Brian Becker then interrupted him. Neil, you have to get out of there. Fall back to a safer position, then report from further out. There was no answer. Neil, are you there? The camera moved back down to view Neil Champion, veteran newscaster, bent at the waist and hugging his arms around his torso. There were tears streaming down his face and falling to the dirty pavement. Neil, can you talk to us? Neil took a deep breath, then stood up, wiped his eyes, and began to talk again. I'm sorry. I just never seen anyone die before. I, I just don't, I don't know what to say. Brian Becker interrupted him, his voice sympathetic and soft. It's okay, Neil. Just tell us all what you see. The announcer turned around and pointed to the building, and the camera zoomed in on the top half of both towers. As you can see, Brian, the black smoke is getting thicker, and oh my God! The four men huddled at the table jumped to their feet, aghast at the sight before them. Oh my God, Brian, one of the towers is coming down. Oh my God! Neil, get out of there. A wall of dust and smoke and debris came pushing toward the camera like an unstoppable tidal wave. The tower just collapsed on top of itself, and a cloud of dust and smoke is coming towards us. All those people are dead. The men in the Mud Hen Grill watched as the smoke and dust and debris spread out across the city and eventually engulfed the news reporter in blackness. The camera jumped back and forth, and the picture suddenly went black. Luke, the owner of the Mud Hen Grill, jumped up and ran over to the phone. My daughter works near one of those buildings. I have to make sure she's safe. Henry fell silent as they watched the empty screen and listened from a distance as Luke tried in vain to call his daughter in New York City. A few seconds later, a different newscaster came on the screen, filling the void. The announcer hesitated, waiting for information coming in through his earphone. Our sources now tell us that both World Trade Center buildings at this time of day contain approximately 10,000 people, either working or visiting to do business. 
Angela had just sat down at her desk to begin a new day when she felt the first airliner slam into the World Trade Center. The sound of the explosion was deafening, and the force of the blast knocked her to the carpet. People were screaming outside her office. She opened her mouth, too, but no sound came out. She wasn't sure how long she lay there, possibly only seconds, but it felt like hours, and then the acrid smell of smoke passed into her lungs. It was like a million smells all fused into one. Plastic, rubber, metal, carpet, wood, and paper, human flesh, all burning, and all reaching deep down inside her body and violating her in ways that should not be. And then she realized that if she was going to survive, she had to get out of the building. She had to move. As the second of the Twin Towers fell, a chorus of Arabic cheers rose up from the four men huddled close to the television set. 